Episode 37 of the Pilot to Pilot podcast takes off now. What is going on, AV Nation, and welcome back to the Pilot to Pilot podcast. My name is Justin, and I am your host. Today, I am talking with Flight Attendant Joe. Now, if you don't know who Flight Attendant Joe is, you must be living under a rock because he has been killing the book game, Instagram game, and most currently the podcast game with his recent podcast, Confessions on the Fly. You're not going to want to miss that podcast. It is hilarious, and I strongly recommend you give it a listen. Today, though, we are talking to Flight Attendant Joe, and we found out what it's like to be a flight attendant. We found out more about how Joe went from being a nurse for 15 years to transitioning to a flight attendant, how he had to conquer his fear of flying before he can even become a flight attendant, and we found out how he conquered that fear of flying by a British TV show. Joe talks about the transition from being a nurse to becoming a flight attendant, how you need to continuously grow as a person, and sometimes that means doing something that might be out of your comfort zone, and most importantly, don't let your age tell you that something is impossible. Aviation, I'm so excited to finally release another episode. Thank you guys so much for sticking with me. I know it's been a while, and I'm not going anywhere. We're going to continue doing these podcasts. I want to thank the Patreon supporters for sticking with me, still supporting the podcast. If you want to find out more about the podcast, head to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash pilot the pilot. We are going to be doing a giveaway. We're going to be giving away two of Joe's books. I'm going to be giving away one, and Joe's going to be giving away one. You can follow his Instagram page, at Flight Attendant Joe, to find out more. And follow my Instagram page, at Pilot the Pilot, to find out how we are giving away the Flight Attendant Joe book. You're not going to want to miss this book. It is an amazing read and one that you will not regret reading. Aviation, I want to go ahead and get this started right now. And without further ado, here's Flight Attendant Joe. Hey guys, this is Joe. Um, some of you know me as Flight Attendant Joe. I'm a flight attendant, blogger, comedian, and I've written two books, Fasten Your Seatbelts and Eat Your Fucking Nuts, and Flight Attendant Joe. What's going on, Joe? Thanks for coming on the Pilot to Pilot podcast. It's uh, It's been a long time coming. Uh, I think I've reached out to you initially sometime last year, and here we are in June of 2018 getting this started. Well, thank you for having me, Justin. Um, I was afraid that when I sent you my book, you flip through it and realize like I can't have this <laughs> lunatic on my show. This is this is absurd. So thank you for finally um, being able to get me on. This is cool. No problem, man. Your book's great. All your books are great. I know that uh, just the aviation community, just the people that posted it, I'm friends with them as well. And everyone loves your books. So I, I love having you on and I can't wait to, to talk about just kind of your life and what it's like being a flight attendant and just the awesome stories that you have. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad I'm here. Cool. Well, let's go well, ahead. And, huh? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask you, what do you want to know? I'm an open book. Okay. Well, let's go ahead. We'll, we'll get everything <laughs> covered. <laughs> the first thing I was going to ask is just who is Joe? Like, what? where did Joe come from? Why being a flight attendant? Um, just kind of start from the beginning. Like, did you always like aviation or where did you just wake up one day being like, I hate my job. I think I want to try being a flight attendant. Well, um, I was a nurse for 15 years oh, um, cool. before I was a flight attendant, and um, I was, but I was never really happy. Um, I loved traveling, but I was afraid to fly, and um, <laughs> not just afraid to fly. Like every time the airplane took off, I would cry. Like there wasn't enough alcohol to calm me down. I was, a, <laughs> I was a mess. I would cry every time, and um, but I loved to travel. It was just taking off that always frightened me. So um, when I realized that I wanted a career change. I was like, I think I'm going to be a flight attendant because I want to travel and fly for free. So um, I applied at this one airline. This is I lived in Florida at the time. And um, I applied at this one airline. And I went to the interview because you know, most most interviews happen in like a hotel convention room area. So yeah. I went to this hotel and it was an all day event. And by the time I was leaving, and I'm, I'm not even lying, I was high fiving the people as I was walking out, <laughs> we can't wait to fly with you. You're amazing. And I was like, Oh, this was easier than I thought. So I go That's back awesome. to my normal. Yeah. I go back to my normal life. Three weeks later, I get the, the letter that says, we don't want you. What? Devastated. I was just like, Oh, my, I was devastated because I'm not going to mention the airline, but I always thought it would be cool to be a flight attendant and wear shorts. Gotcha. So, um, so I was devastated. So I was like, I guess I'm never going to be a flight attendant. And at that point, I was still a little afraid to fly. And my husband, Matt, would always say, how are you going to pull that one off? And I would be like, well, I'm not, I don't really like shit. And I'm a nurse. So I figure I can figure I can work something out. Exactly. So, um, so I, a friend of mine had given us buddy passes um, for our birthday. And we flew on this, uh, this airline he worked for. And the moment I walked on, I was like, 
oh my God, this place is amazing. I'm going to apply here. So at that point too, I had flown um, from Orlando to Manchester, England on um, Virgin Atlantic. Okay. And um, they had this show on, I was flipping through the channels and I was afraid of course, And but I was flipping through the channels and there was this British guy that said, so you are afraid to fly. I'm going to help you. Sorry, Justin, my accents are horrible. <laughs> no, and um, he was missing some teeth. It was it was pure British. So yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So I watched it. And after 30 minutes, I said, I'm not afraid to fly anymore. And my um, Matt was sitting in the row in front of me. And I poked him and I said, I'm not afraid to fly anymore. And he's like, OK, crazy. Yeah, we'll see what happens <laughs> when we land. And I really got over my fear from watching this TV show. And um, so when we got back home and then I took that buddy pass and um, I fell in love with this airline and I applied and the same thing happened. I went to the interview. They all loved me. We were sitting around this room and um, I was telling nursing stories and um, somebody asked, like, tell us somebody in this room you think would make a great flight attendant. And this one dude who didn't even know me said, I think that guy, Joe would make a great flight attendant. Cool. And I was just like, oh my God, I think I got this one. And I did. <laughs> did you leave so, high-fiving everyone like the last one? No, um, I left after I did my drug test. There you go. So that, I didn't. I don't think they wanted to high-five me after that. No, but, definitely not. And, and thank God it was negative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that worked for me. Yeah, that's so funny. yeah. So how did, but, a, yeah. how did a TV show cure your fear of flying? So it was this show, yeah, it was titled like, and I have actually searched for it on YouTube. Um, it was called So You're Afraid to Fly or something like that. And what it did was it, talk, it talked about all the noises the airplane made, like this is why the engine does this, and this is why the plane slows down and you're not really falling out of the sky. And, <laughs> you, know, it, it, you know, when you take off, this is what happens. And okay, so, cool. so it, it was like very scientific and logical because, you know, most people are afraid of flying because it's a rational fear and right. they're not in control right um, but now um and that was like oh my god that was like 14 years ago but now um as a when i'm working i'm fine like if i'm in the jump seat we could be bouncing all over the place we could be ready to land and ditch in the ocean and i'd be like all right i got this <laughs> but if i'm in a in a passenger seat and we hit turbulence, I still freak out. Yeah. It's weird. It's so, it's just a mental, it's a mental game. That's funny because when flight attendants are looked upon, like when stuff starts going down or it gets a little turbulent, the first thing the passengers are going to do is look at the flight attendants and the flight attendants are acting cool and then they know everything's okay. But it's funny when you say you're in your passenger, you might be doing the same thing. You're like, yo, flight attendant, is this cool? Like, are we good? Right. Well, <laughs> What's going on? If I, yeah. If there's turbulence and I'm in a, if I'm in a, like a passenger seat and I um, have my uniform on cause I'm deadheading or something, yeah. don't, I hope nobody looks at me cause I'm probably going to be panicked. Um, <laughs> White knuckles if, clinging on yeah, to us, the seat. I have a story in my first book, um, where we had to divert to, um, Wilkes bar, Pennsylvania. And the whole time I was like in row 22 and all I was thinking of how many people I have to step on. <laughs> to, get to get to the out. exit row because i'm i'm gonna be pushing everyone out of the way yeah and uh, but we didn't die so that was good that's good i'm glad it would have been a good news <laughs> story about how a flight attendant <laughs> that was deadheading somewhere was pushing people out of the way to get off her <laughs> well i was actually i was actually commuting um to work from i think it was like florida up to new york or something and um we ended up um just diverting just going around and around and then when we came out of the clouds i had never seen this before but we were literally at eye level to the statue of liberty oh cool and i was <laughs> like oh oh we're gonna die like i was pushing my bags all the way i was like this is what happens like this is what happened to the um scully this is they they went into the water so yeah. we were preparing i was preparing to go the lady next to me was complaining she was hungry i was like we're gonna die so you don't have to worry about that <laughs> You're going to die you're, hungry. How do you feel about that? You're going to die hungry. And you already had an egg McMuffin when we took off. So I haven't eaten anything. <laughs> I did not like that lady. If anyone all. should be complaining, it's me. I know I'm going to die starving. Yeah. What a jerk. That's <laughs> so you went from being a nurse to being a flight attendant. Does that happen very often? Like, have you heard of anyone else doing that? I feel like that's a, a fairly huge transition of like lifestyle almost. I think it's actually the opposite. I think um, a lot of flight attendants become nurses. Yeah. 
Um, I know in my years as a flight attendant, I've actually worked with lots of flight attendants who are in nursing school and they've gone on to be a nurse. Um, I just like to do things different. <laughs> right. Right. On, um, man. Yeah, no, I, um, I don't think my heart was ever in nursing and, um, and I would move around to different departments and, and do different things in the nursing field because I was always looking for the thing I wanted to do. And, um, I, I just could never find it. And then I was like, oh, a flight attendant sounds cool. Right. It does. Like, let, let me just get over this fear of flying and I'll be up there <laughs> serving nuts all day. Let me get, yeah. One setback is I hate flying, but I want to be a flight attendant. So that's cool. <laughs> you know, when I was a supervisor a few, um, like six years ago, I was a supervisor for a while at the airline. We had this girl who, um, who went through training, graduated, um, did her like first initial flight. And then she came into the office one day and she sat down. I was her supervisor and she said, I'm afraid to get on the airplane. And I said, what do you, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I'm afraid to fly. And I said, uh, can you do the job? She goes, well, the last flight I flew, I was crying in the bathroom as we landed. Oh my God. I was like, well, that's not good. Yeah. So we had to like, we had to pull her from the trips and eventually, and she's like, can't you find me another job? And I was like, you know, you kind of got hired as a flight attendant. Yeah. What do you think this is? Do you think this is like a career resource center or something? Right. Like, what do I look like? Your guidance counselor? Like, oh, you don't like that algebra class? Well, we'll go ahead and change it. No, it's yeah. like if you can't be a flight attendant. So I'm um, actually being the nice guy that I am. I like try to get her in contact with a gate agent, mm -hmm. um, supervisor, like, hey, mate, but no, she ended up quitting because she – she was afraid to fly. But when she told me, um, I was really trying to like coach her like, no, it's okay. I used to be, cause my thing is I always tell her, I'm like, I used to be afraid to fly. It's okay. You know, it, you'll get over it. But when she told me she was crying in the lab, I was like, yeah, that's, that's a no go item. <laughs> yeah. No crying. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you you cannot, you cannot be crying more than the, the passengers <laughs> on the airplane during turbulence. That's really funny. The flight attendant starts yelling at the pilot for having a bad landing. Like what the heck? Uh, oh, I do that all the time. Now. I always, <laughs> when they finally come out, I'm like, what, what was going on up there? Did you guys get like, were you really invested in that iPad game? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> was Angry Birds landing. worth it? Was Angry Birds worth me yeah. pulling my underwear out of my teeth in the back of the airplane? <laughs> you made the flight attendant cry. <laughs> you made her cry and then she quit in the laboratory. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Well, cool. That's, um, it, yeah, it just, like I said, like that's cool that you saw – like you had a very established career being a nurse but still something wasn't quite right and you knew that you wanted to do something else. And I give you kudos for trying that because a lot of people to stay in that career, they're afraid to kind of – to go do something that maybe feels uncomfortable or to do something that will push them out of their comfort zone. And you did that. You went to go being a flight attendant and I'm guessing now it's the perfect job and you love it, right? I do love it. You know, I have my days. Um, but I, but going back to what you just said, I think you're right. People love to stay in their comfort zone. And, um, when you're in your comfort zone, you will not grow as a person. Nope. So you have to challenge yourself to do things that make you scared. Like, so I, the fact that I was afraid to fly, but I became a flight attendant is one of the biggest leaps I've done. Um, as a person just to get over that fear because I was like, I want this job, but I think I'm going to die. But so let me get over that fear so I can get up there and save people if we crash into Las Vegas or something. I have this obsession with talking about planes crashing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not a good trade. Don't do that on the plane. <laughs> no, no, not especially on the airplane. Like, hi, what can you get to drink? Oh, well, that was a bump. I think we're going down. Yeah, <laughs> we're going no, down. Not... Free alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll be drinking all that. Yeah. So I, there won't be none left for nobody else. That's funny. Well, cool. That, that's uh, that's really cool. I, I like that story. And like I said, it's just it's cool to see getting out of your comfort zone. I can kind of relate to that. Just I got a new job recently and just the training was hard and it kind of pushed me and challenged me. And halfway through, you know, I could think be like, well, did I make a mistake coming here? Or should I just stay at my easier job or job I was used to that I knew I could do? But I pushed through, got the training done. And here I am getting ready to, to fly for my next job. So like you said, that's you awesome. Push and, through. And and you're happy with this decision. I, oh, that's sure. Yeah. yeah. That's the best career yeah. move I could do. But like you said, it can be kind of scary and be kind of intimidating. So oh, absolutely. you got to go for yeah. it. And when I was training, um, I was old. When I went through flight attendant training, I was 35. So I was one of the um, 
oldest people in the class. There was maybe like five or six people older than me and everyone else was like 22. And I was already like, God, I've already had a career and I'm yeah. 35 years old. And that was very intimidating. And I was very overweight. Like at some point I was like, there's no way I'm going to even get in this jumpsuit. Yeah. And, um, I w and all these little Twinkie kids <laughs> were just running around like, we can sit three in a jumpsuit. And I was just like, I don't even up. know what that means. <laughs> like I, I can barely get down the aisle with the cart without breaking everybody's elbows. <laughs> so, so that, yeah. So I understand the intimidation that you feel when you're doing something new and starting a new job, but it's Definitely. really cool. It's really worth it. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a big stepping stone. So I'm excited, but going back to, to flight attendant and, and you, what is like, what is oh. just your favorite part of being a flight attendant? What do you enjoy most? Do you actually enjoy doing the services do you enjoy when you land and you're you get ready to go hang out in the cool city that you're in or what do you like to do most my favorite part is the drive from the airport to the hotel okay <laughs> duty is done no, I'm, I'm free yeah. no um there's so much like i love um i love layovers i love being in a city i find that i can do anything anywhere like Stick me in Rochester, New York, and I'm going to the Susan B. Anthony Museum and eating at Dinosaur Barbecue. Like, I'll find <laughs> cool. something to do anywhere. Um, on the airplane, I like doing service. Um, I hate boarding. Yeah. Um, boarding stresses me out. So now that I'm um, at a level of seniority, I usually work in the aft um, galley because I can't handle boarding. <laughs> it's, uh, no, I go from zero to 10. Like when they're like, we have 17 wheelchairs. I'm like, well, 15 of them need to learn how to walk really quick because <laughs> I can't handle this. I saw um, her walking in the bathroom. She's fine. Yeah, she's fine. She was yeah. doing jumping jacks at the gate. Now she can barely walk onto the airplane. Yeah. No. Um, one time, I'll never forget this. One time we were flying from JFK to Santa Domingo. Okay. I probably give it away my airline, but um, <laughs> flying from JFK to San Domingo and we were standing at the gate and the gate agent, I wasn't even the lead flight attendant. The gate agent said to the lead flight attendant, we have 19 wheelchairs and I, I just <laughs> 19 and I just yeah. forgot where I was and yelled, well, somebody needs to learn how to start walking. <laughs> <laughs> you yelled that out loud. <laughs> I just yelled it out loud. Well, I figured they didn't speak English, so yeah. it was okay. Yeah. Did but I just yelled out. I was like, somebody needs to and, – and the lead flight attendant's like, Joe, go back on the airplane. I was like, okay. Um, Fair but enough. But I, I, I love service. I, will be, I would stand in that aisle with the cart um, for the entire flight talking to people and handing out drinks. I have – some people hate doing that. I, I'll do that all day. Yeah, I can see that. that I, yeah, I like service too as well. I'm more of a service minded. Once I get into doing it, I don't mind doing it. But I feel like for me, it would be just starting it being like, Ugh, I got to do this again. But once I start doing it, it'll be all golden. Yeah, it's fun. Like now when you're working like three flights and you've got to set up that car and brew the coffee and do all that shit, excuse my language. No, you're fine. Go um, for it. That, that's annoying. But like once once you get out there, you're like, hey, how are you? What can I get you to drink? Oh, that's a cool. Oh, you're like, that's a great book. I read that book. And <laughs> Being the extrovert that I am, um, that's my favorite part. <laughs> like, and, oh, that's uh, a great book. Have you ever read the book Eat Your F and Nuts? You should try that one. No, well, I I don't I don't promote myself to passengers. Yeah, price smart. Because, yeah, um, I've only had one time where um, somebody only one passenger has recognized me, and um, it was very exciting. Yeah, <laughs> actually, that's got to be um, cool. Um, it was JFK to a uh, Palm Springs or something or someplace in Southern California. And the guy walked on and he goes, I knew it was you. I saw you at the gate. And I was like, who, what, where, what are you talking about? What are you happening? He goes, your flight attendant, Joe. And I was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then of course he's like, I have your book on my iPad. And then I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Let's take a picture. That's awesome. Yeah, and he sat right in the front row reading my book while I was that's handing cool. out drinks, which that's was very cool. weird. You went from who are you? To, what are you talking about? To, can I sign yeah. something for you? <laughs> yeah, let me sign your iPad. Yeah, can I'll I sign, sign your I'll iPad? Sign. I have a permanent marker. Sign your iPad. Yeah. <laughs> let me sign your iPad. That's awesome. So going yeah. back to the service part, what are some of the worst things someone traveling on an airplane can do for a flight attendant? Like what? I don't know how much you can say or what is oh. politically correct enough to say, but what are some oh. things that really just piss off a flight attendant? Um. When you don't pay attention to us. Yeah. Like, like, so you see us walking over with the cart and, um, you immediately, you know, you're not, you're reading your book. You see us standing there two inches from you. And then we have to wave at you and say, hello, hello. And it's, <laughs> oh, 
oh, what do you need? It's like, no, what do you need? What do you, what do you mean, what do I need? I need to go sit down and read my book or write another book. Right. It's like, what yeah. do you want? You have five seconds of my time. You want coffee? You want water? You want ice in your water? <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, hi, I'd like coffee. How do you take it? And then they stare at you and you're like, well, or you hand somebody a napkin and they start reading the napkin. You're like, no, no, it's just a napkin. If you if you remove your headphones, you'll know that I'm asking you what you would like to drink. That's funny. Yeah, I like my coffee. How do you want it? Uh, I'll have a mocha frappuccino. It's like this is not Starbucks. <laughs> I've only had that once. I've only really? had asked me for um well, a lot of times people will ask for iced coffee. Yeah. And um and then what I say is, well, you know, we don't really have iced coffee, but I'll take hot coffee and put it in some ice. And they're like, that's amazing. And I'm like, okay, well, that makes you happy. I invented it. Remember, flight attendant Joe. (laughs) Yeah, flight attendant Joe invented iced coffee on the airplane. (laughs) It's funny. People act different when they go to airports or airplanes. So you could probably sell that for a while. But like, you know, I invented iced coffee. And they'll be like, yeah, (laughs) you're right. (laughs) They they probably would believe that. But um, yeah, you know, it's just when people, I think the one thing that lots of flight attendants get annoyed with is how, um, rude some passengers can be whether it's it's who they are in general or if it maybe they're rude to the cave i always whenever i see somebody who's rude on the plane i'm like they're probably not just rude to me they're probably rude at the grocery store and at target and in line somewhere right uh, so i try not to people in general yeah and um we always remember the negative stories. Oh, 100%. Uh, so if there's 200 people on the airplane and there's one asshole, I'm always going to walk <laughs> off the plane going, that one asshole ruined my, day. Every, ruined my day. But every, the 199 other people were amazing. Yeah. But it's that one guy who I continue to think about at the hotel. That's funny. What um what are some of the best stories you have for maybe – or not maybe the worst stories, I guess. Do you have any like two or three or maybe even one if it's a long one in particular about a, a passenger? Um. I had a lady, um, you know, my thing is if you drop the F bomb on the airplane, I'm done with you. Like you're coming, you're coming off the, if we haven't left yet and you drop the F bomb, I'm probably going to have you removed from the flight. And, um, years ago, years ago, and I actually wrote that. I hate, keep hating to say this, but I actually wrote this in my first book. It's called the F bomb is the chapter. And it's about this woman who, um, the flight had got the flight was supposed to land in JFK, but it ended up diverting somewhere. So they had to bus people to the airport. So all, all of a sudden, from one airport to another, so people are already irritated, right? Because they're like, we get to the airport, whoops, we're putting you all on a bus and sending you, you know, 50 miles to another airport. Yeah, so like what? we get to the airport and we're all on the plane. And I was the mid, I was what we call the, um, cabin bitch which means i was in the middle position so i was helping people with their bags whatnot and someone had um left something in a seat so i was standing at row 19 i remember the row in the aisle and um i was talking to the flight attendant in the back i was like here grab this you know we have to give it to the gate agent and i heard something out of the side of my head like somebody talking but i couldn't make it out and then all of a sudden it was like the world stopped and Everybody stopped and I heard, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> and I, I almost broke my neck because I spun around so hard. <laughs> and I took my glasses off, which is a fight move, right? Because I don't right. want my glasses. When I start swinging, I don't want my glasses to get broken because I still That's a hazard to your eyes. Yeah, come on. Yeah, like if I had Vaseline, I would have put it on my cheeks to prepare. <laughs> but. I ripped my glasses off and I turned around and I said, excuse me. And it was this, I would say, 30-ish year old white woman holding a baby. Oh, wow. And not only, yeah. So not only did she like swear at me, but she sweared directly into her baby's ears. So I'm sure in kindergarten, the first word that's coming out of her mouth is (laughs) like when somebody's playing in front of her, she's going to be like, get the fuck out of my way. (laughs) I would only hope so. (laughs) Oh my God. That woman deserves that. So Uh, I still, I I still hate that woman. So, um, so I turn around, I'm like, excuse me. She goes, you're in, you're in my row. And I was like, no, no, that's not even what we're talking about. What did you just say? And um, so she pushes past me and she gets in her seat and her, she's traveling with her husband, her mom and her dad. And the husband is behind her carrying the bags. And this poor man looks like he was just released from Guantanamo Bay. Like he, <laughs> like she, you just know she verbally, probably physically abuses this man. He was beat down to nothing. So I was like, I'm not even going to talk to you. The dad walks up and he goes, she's just having a bad morning. And I said, well, I'm having one now. Like, I'm like, <laughs> who does? Well, 
I immediately go to the back and I'm, I start punching the jump seat because I'm like, if I don't punch something, I'm going to punch her. Right. So, um, I'm, and the flight attendant back's like, what's wrong with you? And I tell her the story. She goes, just stay back here. Let me go out there and handle this. So I stay back there and I calm down and I'm like, you can't punch a woman with a baby. <laughs> well, you can, but then you're probably going to get fired. So well, that what happens doesn't... if you miss the woman and punch the baby? <laughs> well, the baby's probably going to grow up to be an asshole too. So <laughs> I mean, come on. So, um, you said I could be not politically correct. No, man, go for and it. So, and we know lots of babies grow up to be assholes. So <laughs> um, I'm back there and I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to let her talk to me like that. You know, I couldn't just let it go. Now, you know, eight years later, I'd be like, who cares? But 10 years ago, eight years ago, I was ready to fight. So I go back up to her and I kneel down and she's in the aisle. And I said to her, ma'am, um, there was no reason to talk to me like that. All you had to do was ask me to get out of the way. Then she starts screaming, stop harassing me. You're harassing me. And now I'm just like, Oh, this she's you're And then I looked at her. I said, Oh, you're done. You're, you're, you're coming off the flight. So I go to the back and I call up front and I'm like this lady, she, I don't think that she would listen to me in the event of an emergency and she needs to come off. So and long story short, the, the lead flight attendant did not agree with me and she got the pilot to agree with her. And they just said, you know, let her stay on. And, um, I was bitter for that for a long time, and that's why I put it in my book. <laughs> I'm over it now, but back then I, I was so mad because I was like, "She's dropping the f bomb." She like I never I did not feel safe enough for this woman. If I was like, "I need you to like jump out of the plane for her to take her time grabbing her bags or something." That's yeah. I mean, truly, if she talks like that, then what's she going to be like in an emergency? If she can't handle just a, a typical boarding fashion, it's oh, not going to work out in an emergency. That's still, I've been a flight attendant for 10 and a half years. That's still the thing that stings me because I didn't let her, like she didn't get off. She was, her bad behavior got her still to her destination. Right. And um, I just, I have a pro, I feel like if you act like an asshole on the airplane, you should not be rewarded with getting to your destination. <laughs> Definitely not. You now, know? You, now you say that you are over the situation, but let's say tomorrow you are boarding people and you see that girl come back on <laughs> are well, you gonna punch be... her in her face or what are you gonna do <laughs> well god just you know, I, well the kid's 10 now so i yeah. probably just go for the kid no there you go. um no i wouldn't even remember who she was and she could have probably been on one of my flights but you know i i feel like as i've grown older now um i'm a little more lax like i just worked a flight um to florida a couple months ago where um we had to have somebody arrested, actually. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, where um, he called um, the lead flight attendant. Um, he told her, get out of my face. Stop looking at me with your bitch face. Get out of my face. Ooh, nice. he, ca he called me. He called me a fucking asshole. Um, one of the other flight attendants had spent many years in a, an abusive marriage, and he basically set her back like 10 years. Oh, great. Because he was verbally abusive. and But um, – I didn't even get upset that time. Like he kept swearing and I said, sir, if you continue to swear at me, we're not going to be able to finish this conversation. And he just kept swearing. And then we had the police meet the flight. So, you know, but I did put my um, flexi cuff handcuffs in my apron because <laughs> this guy's getting ready to get cuffed. <laughs> That's hilarious. What, uh, how many times have you had passengers arrested, kicked off? Does it happen more than you would want it to happen or is it a pretty rare occurrence? I think um, I've been a flight attendant for 10 and a half years, and I personally have had um, maybe five. Okay. Yeah, and I've, I've taken care of tens of thousands of people, so not a lot. That's good. That's good to hear. Yeah, well, and, and I think people, and not you, of course, you're in the airline industry, but most airline passengers have this thought in their brain that the flight attendants want to make their life miserable. Like, we want to ruin your vacations and we want to break your televisions and we we want the wi-fi not to work but no right. we we really just want everything to be smooth so that we can get to our layover hotel as quickly as possible like oh, exactly. we don't want, we don't want to kick you off the airplane no. um we want you to just sit down fasten your seatbelt, and eat your fucking nuts ha -ha! <laughs> Did you like that like the that. shameless plug that oh yeah oh yeah. I'm so shame I'm so shameless. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I mean yeah for sure. I don't know why people would think that you would personally have a vendetta and not want them to get there to destination. You're like no, I just want to do my job. I want to go home, get paid, and go on my yeah. vacation eventually. 
Right. Like I've had people say, you're ruining my vacation. I said, well, we're flying from JFK to Pittsburgh. So I don't know what kind of vacation you're going on, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be fun anyway. It was like a 45 minute flight. And this woman was crying like one of the engines went out (laughs) and I was, um, I was doing my service and, you know, on a 45 minute flight, it goes very quickly and you don't have time to try to bring down someone's emotions because they can't watch the real housewives on a 45 minute flight. (laughs) Definitely. not. So eventually I was just like, yeah, I have to continue and you're just going to have to make it through without Bravo for a few minutes. (laughs) You'll be in Pittsburgh soon. You'll have all the Bravo you want. Yeah. The real wives of, she was probably one of the real wives housewives of Pittsburgh, but she was crying (laughs) hysterically. And I was just like, can I get you a Coke? I don't know. That's really funny. Yeah. It's like, you want some rum in your Coke? Like what you want? Oh yeah. But you know, most people like need to just realize like we, we just have a job to do. We're not there to, you know, be assholes. Well, there's probably some flight attendants who are, but you know, most of us just want you to have fun and get you on the plane and give you what, you know, just get to our destination safely, you know, and and call it a day. Right. That's for sure. I think that's how everyone is too. Now I was, uh, I think it was a Yahoo article and I read this after I flew from, where was it? I flew from like O'Hare to London and I was bored and I read something and it was saying how flight attendants have a secret system to talk to other flight attendants. So like they can secretly name, like if a bad passenger is, they have like, he's, I don't know, they have like a secret code name for him. Is that true? I, um, no, I just say, Hey, the asshole in 17C <laughs> wants another Coke. Like I don't have any secret. Um, I've never heard of any secret codes. Or any secrets. They, you know what they may. Some airlines, um, I could see where that would happen when the flight attendants are doing. A lot of airlines do cart service, and they have one flight attendant on each end. Mm -hmm. So I could see where that would come into handy, like come into like like oh red hat or whatever, (laughs) like oh small balls or whatever they would call it. You know, I don't know. Yeah, like small balls wants another tonic. Do we have tonic? (laughs) Like what's who's small balls? Not you, sir. That'd be, yeah, not you, but you wanted a tonic, right? <laughs> yeah. No, sir, we're not talking to you. Yeah. Here's your tonic. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a coincidence, I promise. It's just, it's just such a coincidence that yeah. you have small balls and want a tonic. <laughs> but other than that, no, it's you. That's really funny. That's cool. Yeah, I figured when I was reading it, it just seemed like the, the article was a little bit of reach. I don't know. But yeah, I guess you're right. I could see where it could work in a situation like that. Yeah, that's the only time because usually if we're in the galley, we're just like, oh, my God, that guy in 4D is such a dick. Like, (laughs) what's wrong with him? Yeah, that's funny. Now, when you were going back to kicking off passengers, do you – do flight attendants have the authority to do that? Do they have to have the pilot do that or what? how does that work? Well, ultimately, the the captain is – has the final say. Okay. Um, We can make suggestions like, hey, captain – Justin, the guy in 7D is looking at a penthouse magazine. That happened to me once. Well, he was looking at Hustler. Again, I put this story in my first book. I'm Classy. telling you, this whole, this whole thing is about me. It's all good. Um, That's what it's supposed to be. Um, and um, we were boarding, and some guy was in the aisle seat, um, and he had <laughs> – this is going to be vulgar. He had it spread open to, like, complete vag photo where it was just boom. It was just like, hello, like you couldn't walk by and not tell that it was between a woman's life. Like <laughs> it was the centerfold he had spread open Interesting. and literally spread open. And, um, but this, the weird part was across the aisle from him was like an eight year old girl traveling with her dad. And the two women next to him were two, um, Latino, let, like Hispanic women who were like throwing holy water on him and doing the cross. And I was just like, what the hell is going on at row 17? And um, we ended up getting into it back and forth because he was like, well, I bought this in the airport. And they said I could read it on the airplane. I was like, that's pornography. No, yeah, you cannot. No. And when I went up to the flight deck, um, I said to the captain, like, we have somebody looking at porn. And, of course, he was like, what is it? <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> Do you want to confiscate it so you have something to read for three hours? That's funny. Um, and when I told him it was Hustler, he was like, oh, that's gross. So, <laughs> you know, that's that's how bad Hustler is. That's funny. And um, But this guy um, – but I, I couldn't say to the captain, I want him off. I was like, you know, we probably we need to take this guy off the flight because he's looking at porn. He won't put it away. And there's a kid next to him. And the two women next to him are, are about to, like, you know, burn him in holy water. And I don't know what else to do. Burn him in holy so water. this guy actually um, he got he got so mad that we 
were telling him he couldn't read his magazine. He said, I'm just going to take the next flight. So he actually, we didn't even have to kick him off. He grabbed his stuff and walked off. All over a hustle um, magazine. Yeah. And then the funny part is I, the gate agent came on and she goes, he wants to take the next flight and we're actually refunding him his money. Whoa. So I was like, oh, that's amazing. Like, yes. Like we didn't have to kick someone off. And he's not even going to fly on our airline to where he was going. But, I mean, who <laughs> argues about, who argues about like, first of all, who thinks it's okay to look at naked women on an airplane when right. there's kids sitting exactly. and who ar- argues about it? Wow. <laughs> like <laughs> that's crazy. crazy. But, but, um, so we can't, we don't have the authority to kick people off. We can actually, um, recommend, we could ask like, Hey captain. And if you have good pilots, when you're doing your brief, the first thing they'll like, before they wrap up, they're going to like, listen, if anyone's giving you a hard time, if you have any assholes on board, let us know. Cause we're not leaving with them and they're going to sit at the airport and figure out how to act on an airplane. That was going to be my next question. What is the general relationship between flight attendants and pilots? Would you say that most pilots are usually pretty good? Are most pilots kind of dicks or are they all or somewhere in the middle? This is the, this pilot. This podcast is called Pilot to Pilot, right? <laughs> <laughs> pilot to Pilot with Flight Attendant Joe. Um, yeah, with Flight Attendant no, Joe. I definitely think most pilots are cool. Um, two of my closest friends are pilots. Um, yeah, no. Um, of course, there's there's asshole pilots. There's mm-hmm. also asshole flight attendants. Right. So um, I think that it's all about communication. Now, when I'm the lead flight attendant and pilots come on, if I could sense one of them's a little cranky, um, because he's had a long day. I love it when they, when the funniest thing is what pilots don't ever complain to flight attendants that you're having a long day. Cause our days always longer. Like I just worked a flight. I'm like, go sit down. <laughs> uh, this is my fourth flight for the day. But, um, I always feel like when they come on and if I notice that they're a little cranky, I'm like, Hey, how you guys doing today? Can I get you anything? You need any water? Here's a garbage bag for the flight deck. For, you know what? You let me know what you need. And it's always that first interaction that I think sets up the tone right. for the entire flight. For sure. Now there's, you know, there's some pilots that are just going to come on and be like standard brief. Don't bother me. And you're, and there's, you, there's nothing you're going to do about right. you, There's nothing you can do. You're not going to change them. You're, you're working with them for two and a half hours. Never going to see him again. probably. Um, but most of the time I, I actually get along better with pilots than flight attendants. Gotcha. Most of the time. It's good to know. I'm glad most pilots aren't dicks because I've never oh, flown no. with, a, with a flight attendant before. So I didn't know how, how it generally worked or if the pilots are mean, if they're grumpy. Because I'm sure, I mean, I'm a pilot. I know that, like I said, we complain about long days and you guys have an even longer day because you're dealing with all the passengers all the time. Right. And we can work, you know, we can be on the airplane longer than you guys because you guys are actually flying the airplane, which right. is serving us. So, um, but I think it's just the communication and, um, you know, one of, like I said, one of my best friends is an FO here at the airline I work for. And, um, he'll always tell me like, and I'll, we'll always get into car. He'll send me a text and say, I just worked with this bitchy flight attendant. I was like, well, you know, I've probably worked with countless asshole pilots. So don't, don't attack my people, but don't come um, at me, bro. Right. But I'll ask him, I'll be like, well, what, what would make you happy? And he goes, I hate it when they come on and they like, if the pilots are in the flight deck, and the um, flight attendant walks on and just walk. If they're the aft flight attendant, they just walk right to the back. They don't stick their head in and say hello. And so because of that conversation, whenever I walk on an airplane, when I'm in the working the back I, and the pilots are up front, I'll always stick my head and be like, hi, I'm Joe. I'm working in the back today. I just wanted you to guys know who's on your airplane. Cool. And they love that stuff. So right. it's all about communication. Um, you know, a lot of flight attendants are like, oh, I'm not, I don't do anything for them because they didn't do anything for me. And if you have that attitude, then, yeah, you're going to have a – It's there's not going to be a good working relationship. Definitely. Yeah, that's a, I, like, I like your outlook on that. I think that yeah. would definitely help. And at the end of the day, they are the, – the captain is in charge. So if he – like if somebody's being a, an asshole on the airplane – like I've had situations where people have been like kind of not verbally abusive but just like – Hi, sir. Can you put your bag under the seat? Why? I don't have to do that. You can't tell me what to do. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. So um, I've had pilots, captains pull people off into the jet bridge and go, hey, listen, you know, I'm not going to let you talk to my flight attendant like that. Are you going to be able to sit down in the seat, get a drink and not say another word? <laughs> yeah, it's like and this then, flight can go one of two ways. You right. can stay here and we'll leave or you can come on and you can come with us. Because <laughs> there, there's no – yeah, this plane is not grounded because you're not going to be on it. We're leaving. Yeah. So 
And um, I've had people um, change their attitude so quickly from that. So, um, but a lot of flight attendants will say like, um, oh, I'm not going to work. If you don't remove that person, I'm not going to work the flight. I've, I've actually heard that. And then the, the pilot would say something like, well, you know, if you want to call in, you can, but I've talked to this person. I feel like they should be on board and I have the final say. Right. So I've seen that happen too. Yeah. So, and that can be a touchy situation because <laughs> um, I just worked with somebody who I just worked with a not so friendly pilot and he kind of had a little bit of words with the flight attendant. And when he closed the door, she said, you know, they just go up there and they close the door and then they don't care what happens back here. And um, I thought, well, you know, you maybe this one, but you can't generalize all pilots right. because I know pilots who care about what's going on back here. And when they come out for their lab breaks, they're like, is everything okay? Is everyone giving you a hard time? So don't be general and say all pilots are like that. It's kind of like don't generalize all your passengers based on the one guy that was a jerk, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, he's the one you remember. Yeah. But but most of them are like cool. Yeah. Most people are cool, yeah. Good. I'm glad most pilots are cool. That's good. Yeah. I think the craziest thing I saw, I was a passenger flying to San Francisco to visit my sister, and there was this one girl who was up front, and she got her suit. We're getting ready to land, and she stood up, got her suitcase, was getting yelled at by the flight attendant, proceeded to get her suitcase when the flight attendant wasn't looking. She was wearing a long sundress and she sat down and put the sundress over her suitcase while she was sitting down. So no one saw it except for me. I was just sitting at her like, I know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> what well, what was her point though? Just exactly. To have her what was her point? I have no idea. She just wanted her suitcase so she can get off the plane faster. That's just, it's, it's so bizarre. And was the bag right above her head? Yeah. Right above her head. It was yeah, a big so, bag too. <laughs> it's yeah. like if someone looked down, you could clearly tell there was a suitcase underneath right. her dress. <laughs> it's like, what, yeah. what do you have to gain from this? I don't understand that. But you know, um, I've also in my years, um, I, I almost feel like I have to pick the thing, pick my battles with passengers. Like I can't, I can't police them. Like flight, some new flight attendants always feel like they're the police yeah. and they have to police people. And I don't police people anymore. I tell you, Hey, you know, you need to put your bag under the seat, but I'm not going to tell you 10 times if you don't do it. And then we have an emergency landing and you trip over the bag and everyone <laughs> tramples all over you and you die. I don't feel bad. Yeah. Sorry. That's like, funny. oops. Like when they're like one person died. Oh, that was the, um, show me his picture. Oh yeah. That's the guy who didn't have his bag all the way under his seat. I'm good. I warned him 10 times. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but some flight attendants will get on the PA and say, sir, in the red shirt, sit down. And you're like, yeah, oh, wow. you're not, don't do that. Yeah. Like, like, like if he hits his head on like on the overhead bin and cracks his skull open, I'm like, maybe I'll smile. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Maybe I'll laugh out loud. Maybe then maybe, I'll say, I told you not to do that. Maybe when I'm strapped in because of turbulence and somebody's crawling down the aisle going into the lavatory, maybe sometimes I wish they get hurt. <laughs> maybe. I'm not saying for sure. I'm like, maybe I'm sitting there in the jump seat like, I hope you get hurt. Yeah. And then all I have to do is fill out paperwork. But That's it hilarious. will teach you a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sometimes. cool. So you have written two books. And do you have any plans for other ones? Or are you just you're going to call it two and call it done? No, I have. Um, I'm actually working on my third book. Um, cool. I would love. I would love to tell you the title, but I'm keeping it a secret. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it a secret. It's difficult because I really like the title. But um, is it one of the rejected titles on the back of uh, the flight attendant? Oh, book? Um, no, but those are great. <laughs> yeah, um, they are. Yeah, no. Um, this the third book is. Um, it's like a journal. So it's like. Instead of just essay stories, it's like I'm taking the reader on trips with me. So cool. it's like like you'll they'll come with me for the whole four days if I'm working a four day trip or a three day trip. So they'll follow me and my interactions with my coworkers and passengers. So I I kind of feel like it's a cool experience because so many people are always like, "What's it like? Are you like?" what do you do on your trips and what's your favorite layover? And do you really get along with everyone? And this will be kind of like inviting them along. Nice. Yeah, what it's like, like to be that. a flight That's attendant. That's a good idea. So, so it's, and it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be my last one too. Ooh, the I'm, last one. The swan song. It's the, um, yeah, it's the, the trilogy. It's the flight attendant Joe series and cool. it's the last one. And, um, but I probably won't stop writing because I have a lot of 
other personal stuff to write, like cool. memoirs and stuff. But um, all it'll still going to be kind of com- comedy type books, or are they going to be more serious? Um, I would say drama, a little more drama, but um, hopefully I can make it not as dark as like the handmaid's tale or something like that. like <laughs> throw a spin in there that makes it funny but um, funny. i had a pretty rough i had a pretty rough childhood okay and those those are the stories that i want to tell um growing up into an adult and stuff like that so well, perfect but well, yeah I, the, I know that you built um kind of a cool fan base so i'm sure no matter what you write people are in the aviation community even outside the aviation community will support this because i think aviation is one thing where yeah we have like a huge aviation community but i think everyone would find like these books interesting just because everyone this is kind of like stuff that everyone sees when they fly. So I think that everyone right. would just laugh hysterically and then would go on to support your other work as well. So that's cool. Well, I hope so. And I, I set it up like that. I set it up um, to, because I was flight attendant Joe when I did, when, when I was, when I decided I was the blogger and all that stuff. And I was like, let me write these books and I can get a base of people who will be actually interested in me as a human being. And, and that's why my books, I, I, each story is um, about being a flight attendant and an experience I've had on the airplane or on a layover. But I also like to intertwine my own personal stuff. Like in my first book, I, I write a lot about my relationship with my mother and the turbulence in that. And, um, in the second book, I write about the ending of a friendship, um, that's woven through the whole book. So, um, I put this like it's based on being a flight attendant, but I also want my personal stuff in there. So hopefully people are invested in me also as a person. And um, when I write personal memoir books, they'll be like, oh, no, well, yeah, I want to find out more about his life. Cool. Yeah, I think that's I think that you definitely crafted this in a very smart way to kind of build a relationship with your readers and kind of continue to build on that as you go. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. So what and is now, the, oh, sorry, keep going. No, go ahead. No, go I ahead. I was just going to say, what is the process of writing these books? Like all these stories that have happened to you and all these things, like when a story happens, do you go home and write it on your computer and save it away to go in a book? Or do you try to just remember everything from, from when it happened? I, um, I keep a lot of journals. Cool. So I have a, a journal that I write in. I have a journal on my computer. Um, I write on napkins on the airplane. Like if if 17A is throwing a fit the moment she walks away, and I don't mean to say she, it could be he, <laughs> maybe it's they. Listen, but in this it's case, some, it's a she. <laughs> it's a she usually. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, the moment she walks away, um, I jot down the note and then I stick it in my pocket. And then when I get home, I have like 20 napkins in my pocket. Oh, that's awesome. So you have content. And you just have so much content. <laughs> I could probably write, I could probably write three more flight attendant books. That's crazy. Um, because I also have stories from when I worked in the office at my airline as a supervisor. Cool. So, um, so yeah, so I have a lot of content, but I keep, I keep, um, a lot of journals and I write when I, especially when I come home, I go ahead and I write down, all the things that have happened on the trip, my interactions with the flight attendants. And um, sometimes I always, when I'm journaling on the jump seat, I had a flight attendant once ask me, are you writing about me? And I was like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Even, oh, no, yes. I, I'm totally, um, and I always have to like, now some, now a lot of people in my airline know who I am, so they know I write books. So sometimes I think, are you just acting like a crazy person? So, so I write them. about you. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, sometimes I'm like, why are you acting like this? Oh, you want me to put you in my book. But, That's um, hilarious. But um, I always have, like, I worry that people think I'm like writing notes to report them. And I'm like, no, I could care less about you. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to make money off you on my book. I, That's it. Yeah, you're acting like a complete <laughs> lunatic, and I love every minute of it. So I'm tell just the world your story. I'm going to change your name. And I'm going to make some money. So That's yeah. funny. That's cool. So, yeah, and um, and now I started um, a podcast with um, a, another flight attendant friend of mine. Oh, cool. And, so it's kind of like bringing my books to life. Nice. That's awesome. Bit, which is really cool. Yeah, tell me about the so podcast a little bit. What's it called? Um, how can people listen to it? Um, how many episodes have you guys had? What's the plans for it? So um, it's called Confessions on the Fly okay. uh, with LJ and Flight Attendant Joe. And um, LJ is a, a flight attendant, an actor, and uh, a writer. And um, we had met in LAX. And the moment I saw her, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I feel like we are connected. And <laughs> we we've done some writing together. And then one day she was like, we should do a podcast because, you know, she's done stand up and mm-hmm. um, 
And I was like, and I was always very adamant not to do a podcast. I, I never wanted to do a podcast. I just thought it was just going to be too much work. And I just never saw myself doing it. And, um, the power of women, she was like, we should do a podcast. I was like, okay. <laughs> You're right, and um, yeah, it was funny. And we just talked about this the other day. She goes, I didn't even, I, I didn't even have to twist your arm. I'm like, I know you, she, you literally called me and said, we should do a podcast. And I was like, oh, all right. Whatever you say, let's do um, it. Whatever you say. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, funny. um, so we, um, we're doing it cause we don't just record it, but we film it and we put it on YouTube. That's cool. So, um, we're doing it like an episodic te- like a Netflix show. So we're doing seasons and each season will be 13 episodes. So we just, um, release and we release them on Wednesday. So we just released our sixth episode yesterday, which is called who the hell do we think we are? Cool. And, um, yeah, it's just that episode's kind of just letting our readers know because it's halfway through the season. So we figured like, let's let them know who we really are to see if they want to continue listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of the wild child and she kind of, you know, calms me down a little bit. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so it's going great. It's called confessions on the fly and it's on YouTube and all the podcast apps well, cool. Well, the, the podcast sounds fun. It sounds like a cool thing to do. Now, you said you do kind of like uh, episodes and seasons. So when this season right. ends, are you guys going to take a break or are you just going to go right into the next season? So this is um, this season, I believe, will end on like August 9th. Okay. And then um, we'll take the fall off because, you know, I'm writing a book. She's doing her stuff. And then we'll probably come back um, for season two. And I'm just th- she's probably going to listen to this and be like, we didn't discuss this. And I'll be like, settle down. <laughs> but maybe like in January. That's cool. Come back. Um, so, yeah. And I, I like that idea because then people can binge it if they yeah. want. And, um, we can also do other things because, you know, you, you you just got a new job podcasting. You know, it's very time consuming. It is. It is very, very time consuming. And the yeah. editing, what people don't trying to find music, trying to find all this stuff. It just takes a while to put it all together. And then yeah. if you throw in the video aspect to it, that will just increase the time and editing even more. Well, we have actually the person that we um, we record in um, Thumbwar Studios, which is a studio in L.A. in Hollywood, actually. And um, so we go there and the gentleman who runs it is kind of our producer. So he does so much for us. Like I I just go down there and act silly and then I go home. (laughs) That's awesome. I go down there. I say all kinds of inappropriate (laughs) shit, jokes and um, and then I go home and he does so much. So that helps. I don't think I could. um, handle the video aspect alone that's funny i'm a one-man show man i got my computer i got my uh blue yeti microphone which isn't blue which is always funny to me and i just do it all which which microphone do you have i use the the blue yeti it's a a black microphone it's a it's a pretty nice microphone it's a uh i would say it's in between like the really professional ones and say like a um an intro mic Oh, okay. I have the um, the blue snowball. Okay, cool. So it's one. Of, I know. think it's like one above the snowball. So oh well, aren't, yeah. aren't you fancy? I know, right? <laughs> oh, well, and you know, this is the first time I've actually ever used it. Are you serious? That's awesome. yeah. Because I I go to L.A. and and go in the studio. So this is the first time I've ever used my microphone. So well, I hope it sounds good. Yeah, no, it sounds really good. It, uh, well, when I say step above, I think I misspoke. I think it's just a more recent model. I think it's just kind of like a new form factor because the oh, snowball no, no, no. kind of sticks out. You were being a pilot and putting the flight attendant in. Play. No, no, mine is better. Go sit down. Go serve well, your nuts. Pilot, yeah. I'm a pilot. I can afford more than you. Go sit down. Take your snowball and have a seat. Man, we've only been talking for an hour and you already know exactly who I am. It's crazy. Well, see, well pilots are pilots, yeah. I think, from the same cloth. It's like you just... <laughs> I was just bred and born for this position. <laughs> I can, um, I can find pilots like you can just spot pilots. Well, I'll see pilots, but I was just on a layover in San Juan and, um, we, um, me and this other flight attendant, we went to this bar on the beach and this is a fun little story. And, um, we were doing shots and drinking, acting like we were on vacation. And, um, these two guys sat across from us and, um, one was very serious looking and the other one, I was like, oh, that he's gay. He's a homosexual. His hand, (laughs) it looks like he's, his hands are flaring around. Like he's trying to bring in an airplane. So, the other flight attendant's like, no, I, I bet they're pilots. And I'm like, I don't think so. He goes, no, no, a lot of crew come here. I bet you pilots. And I'm like, no. So I said, I have $20 in my pocket. I bet you they're not pilots. And he's like, okay, we're on. And by then I had two shots and like 12 beers. So I'll do it. I'll do anything at that point. 
So if anyone's listening, whoever works with me, they're going to be like, it's 12 beers and two shots. 12 beers, two Joe's, shots, done. Joe's going to dance <laughs> naked on the bar. So I walk over and I stand between these guys. And the one I almost got hit in the eye because he's flaring his hands around. I was like, settle down, queen, for one minute. <laughs> And I said, hey, guys, I said, so me and my friend over there, we're flight attendants and we're trying to we have a bet to see if you guys are pilots. So the serious one says, what airline do you work for? And I'm like, of course, you're going to ask that. So I tell him and I said, you know, we have a bet because he thinks you're pilot. He thinks you're pilots. I don't think so. And he pulls out his pilot ID. Nice. And I was like, oh, I just lost 20 bucks. And then it reminded me of a story. Um, this same airline. I don't know if I can say it, but can I say the airline? Oh, go for it. I don't care. So, well, it's good story. So they're Southwest. Yeah, okay. Southwest pilots are always amazing. They're the best pilots in the world. I'm sorry. Good or enough. in at least, yeah, they're fantastic. So, um, it remi- and I shared this story with them like five or six years ago. I was on um, an Austin or Houston layover, and the flight attendant and I we got into the van, and there were two Southwest pilots there, and they're like, "Where's your pilots?" And we're like, "Oh, you know, they were continuing on." And they're like, "Oh, our flight attendants continue on, so we're adopting you guys." And we were all <laughs> staying at the same hotel, and they're like, "Meet us down here in ten minutes." And we're like, "What the hell's going on?" So we get dressed and we run downstairs. They got us hammered, <laughs> hammered. Be on it, like, and of course, I think the the captain was trying to hook up with the female flight attendant I was working with. There and at one, I think he showed her a, an accidental, and I'm doing air quotes, accidental <laughs> dick pic. And she was like, "I think he wants me." I was like, "Well, I need you to fuck him and take one for the team because I I like getting these free glasses a lot." <laughs> so you're just gonna, and she's like, "Joe, you're crazy." I was like, "No." Make them happy. You're like, no, I'm, I'm not joking. Seriously. No, joke. I've only had <laughs> yeah. four free glasses of wine. I'm still good for five. So keep flirting and just. That's hilarious. Praise him on his dick pics and let's get some free drinks. But I don't think she ever hooked up with him. What a jerk. What a so jerk. Selfish. I would have because when you buy me five drinks, I'll sleep with anybody. No, <laughs> that is a joke. Maybe. <laughs> that's hilarious. Maybe, that's maybe a joke. But, maybe. Um, so, yeah. So these. these so, um. They were Southwest pilots always. And I was like, oh, you guys are always the coolest and da, da, da. I would have loved to wear shorts someday. So, um, and um, so I go back over, I pay my flight attendant um, the 20 bucks because I keep my word. And then the bartender comes over and the Southwest pilots bought us a shot. Nice. So I was like, oh, yeah. So that was, that was fun. But yeah, pilots are fun. So now you're 12 beers and three shots in. Yeah, and then listen to this. Oh, now I'm getting all confessional. Um, I left at like 9 o'clock p.m. I was like, I'm done. Our van time was at 9.05 in the morning. So mm-hmm. I was like, I need a good rest. So I go <laughs> home, I rest. I mean, I go back to the hotel, I go to bed, wake up the next morning. I meet the flight attendant, one of the flight attendants, the one I was partying with. And um, he starts showing me pictures. He was still at the bar at 2 o'clock in the morning. Because he was trying to hook up with this girl. <laughs> and I was like, what is it called? Oh, my God, this is terrible. What, what is it called when you're out with a friend and he's trying to hook up with someone and you're the jokester and then you leave so they could hook up? Come on. What is that called? <laughs> uh, Wingman. Yeah, Wingman. there you go. I don't know why I was on a blink, too. Jeez. How am I in the aviation industry and don't know Wingman? <laughs> we God. both failed on that one. And you should know better. Yeah. You're a- <laughs> um, so I was like, you – did you ever hook up with her? And he's like, no, her friends were there. I was like, you wait, you stayed out till two in the morning for nothing. <laughs> Gotta learn your lessons. Learn your lessons. Yeah. He's, he was young though. He has That's a lot. Funny. To yeah. He has a lot to learn. Take him under your wing. Oh God. No, no, I can't handle <laughs> straight guys at a bar. That's hilarious. All right, Joe. So here we go. Here is the rapid fire section. I'm going to just go ahead and ramble off some questions and you say the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Oh, no, you're in for trouble. Okay. All go ahead. All right. What is your favorite airport to fly in and out of? Boston. For work. So like you're working and stuff. Boston. Boston. Is that the same for if you were a passenger? Um, passenger, I would say San Jose, California. Okay. And you, uh, so you live out west. Would you mm-hmm. prefer to fly a route that sends you to the east coast or would you rather stay out west? Out west. Out west. So you always want to stay out west. Yeah, I hate the east coast. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. All right. What is your favorite airport food to eat like on a layover or something? Thai food at JFK. Thai food at JFK. I would not recommend yeah. most Thai food at, re- at airports. Oh. I feel like it's not going to be the most um, legit. Listen, if you are ever flying, am I ruining your rapid fire by no, talking? You go for it, man. Um, if it's you're all about ever, you, remember. If, if you're ever – oh, thank you. <laughs> you don't know how much I love that. Um, if you're ever at the JetBlue Terminal, T5, they have a restaurant there. It's um, I think it's called Lucy's. It's a Thai place. The Thai food 
is like the best Thai food I've ever had in an airport. Cool. All right. I'll it's check insane. It out some point. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever fly on them. What is one thing a passenger can do to maybe get a free drink or to get better service if there is anything? Be nice. Be nice. What is one That's thing it. that can do to not get any service? <laughs> um, yell at me about there's no space above your seat for your back. <laughs> I bet that happens a lot. That happens all the time. Yeah. And usually it's the front row or the second row and they walk on and they see that it's full. And the first thing is they say is, oh, this is not going to work for me. And I'm like, <laughs> your attitude's not going to work for me. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather have short legs with maybe one service or servicing with the cart or would you rather have multiple legs? Um, in a day? Uh, so one flight. So I don't know, maybe like a four hour flight where you have to get up more than once, give them drinks more than once. Or would you rather just do it once and be done? Um, I would rather have a longer flight. So four hours. Okay. Yeah. Longer flight, four hours. And then you'd prefer to stay on the West coast. Um, let's see here. What do I got? All right. I'm drawing a blank. So I think that's about it. I don't really Anchorage. have any other Anchorage. Anchorage. I like flying to Anchorage. Okay. Like flying to, yeah. oh, I was going to ask, what is, um, I like Anchorage. So we said, what's the best city for a layover? Oh, the best city. Now the best city I've ever been on or like the best layover I've ever had or your favorite city. To oh my in. God. That's so difficult. Um, I do like San Juan, but okay. I would think my favorite favorite is this year, Cleveland. Oh really? Cool. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I wrote something on social media where I was like, I love Cleveland and everyone attacked me. Ha! So <laughs> they were I like, lived for the last two and a half years. I lived about an hour South of Cleveland. So I've been to Cleveland tons of times and Cleveland surprised me every single time I went. It has great food. I mean, it's not the weather's not the best, but there's great food, there's great culture, there's great drinks, great bars, great everything there. So it's it's a good city. I've had um I think I've been there like four times and the, I had a 30-hour layover there once. That's it, a long time. I, I had so much fun. <laughs> I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of yeah. Fame, I drank, I ate. It was yeah, I like Cleveland, it's but a, um, it's a really good city. And I always have fun in Vegas. Oh, who doesn't have fun in Vegas? That's probably one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah Vegas. Okay, cool. What's your least favorite city to have a layover in? Um, um, God, um, anywhere in Florida. Anywhere. <laughs> but Most, the weather's um, so nice. Yeah, um, but it's getting there with the passengers. That's the hardest part. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I don't well, like that. Well, cool. Those are all the rapid fire questions I have rapid for you. Fire. You survived. Yes. Yeah, I need like a catchy rapid fire jingle. Yeah, I'm going to write you one. Oh. Rapid fire! Yeah! <laughs> Something like that. I'm going to put that on this one. Be like, here's the rapid <laughs> fire section. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, cool. So those are pretty much all the questions. Is there anything else that you really wanted to talk about or anything? Is there um, uh, any story that maybe you just have to talk about? Um, oh, my. Well, God, do you want this to go 17 hours? No, <laughs> no. Don't ever ask me that. Don't ask a writer storyteller that. No. That's a good point. Um, Lesson learned. I yeah, no. I just... Um, <laughs> I'm off for a couple weeks now. Um, I'm going to Minneapolis for the first time. Have you been to Minneapolis? I have. I love Minneapolis. I've never been. And That's I have like cool. a 30-hour layover. What's the one thing I need? Now I'm interviewing you. How did you like that? Did you see how I flipped that? Yeah. Um, what's the one thing I need to do in Minneapolis? Well, I mean, I feel like if anyone goes to Minneapolis for the first time, they have to go to Mall of America, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah. That we're, We stay downtown too. So I figured oh, that's cool. pretty much – that's. Like, is there any food I need to eat? Is um, there a restaurant I need to go to? That I haven't you know been of? there enough to tell you the exact uh, names of places, but I've been there enough to tell you that you can find good food pretty much anywhere. So just, okay. I'll just say, get out of your hotel to start walking right. and enjoy downtown. It's a cool city. It's walkable. So yeah, find I'm excited. Yeah, well, I've, cool. um, I have this goal to go to all 50 states. And so when I go to Minneapolis next month, that'll be Minnesota, which will be my 49th state. So I only have one state left until I've been to all 50 states. No way. So that's I'm cool. Very, yeah, that's like a bucket list thing for yeah, me. Yeah, my so. wife was just telling me yesterday, she's like, we should get you a map and you can put pins on every single city and state you've been in so you can keep track. And I was like, that is a great idea. That's a very, yeah, that's you should That's why do I that. married you. <laughs> See, she's the brains. Yeah, hey, you're not you're, you're not telling me anything new. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But this has yeah. been fun. Thank you for, for having sure. me on. Let me go. Go ahead this and do is really a quick cool. little uh, outro, and then I'll have yeah. you plug all your stuff and oh, all that kind of yes. stuff. And we can talk like about it. a giveaway real quick. And oh, then, awesome! Yeah. If you want to stay on for about two more minutes and kind of debrief and do that kind of sounds stuff. good. All yeah, right, that's cool. awesome. 
All right, Joe, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It was just awesome to talk to you. You know, I followed you on social media. I've read your books. I've seen your books out there. I mean, it's just, it's, it's great to have you on and I'm honored for you to be on here. Talk about some of the crazy stories that you've had. And I look forward to telling more crazy stories on if you ever come back on in the future. Thank you very much for having me on, Justin. This has been, this is the first podcast I've ever been a guest on. Nice. So well, like you popped, the first you popped of many. My- you popped my podcast chair. So I'm always, <laughs> always going to remember this. That's awesome. And, um, and an thank honor. you for being so kind. No I'm problem. Glad I could finally get on. For fun. sure. And before we go, why don't you go ahead and plug yourself? You know, where can they buy your book? What's your website? What um, bookstores can they buy it in? That kind of stuff. So um, my books, Fasten Your Seat, you know, I love saying the title, Fasten yep. Your Seatbelts and Eat Your Fucking Nuts. Oh, yeah. And Flight Attendant Joe, those are my two books. You can get the paperbacks on Amazon. Okay. Um, and the um, ebooks are available on Amazon, iTunes, Nook, and for Canadian readers, Kobo. Um, my books aren't available in only available in one bookstore, which is in my local town, um, because I'm a self-published author. So they're not in bookstores. So you get them online. Cool. And um, my third book should be coming out either at the end of the year or the beginning of next year. And the podcast confessions on the fly with LJ and flight attendant Joe on watch us on YouTube. You can see how fat I am (laughs) and how hot she is. I I swear to God, I was like, I thought spare tires belonged in the car, but no, (laughs) not me. Or you can, um, listen to, to us on like all your podcast apps and perfect so that's cool but thank you so much i appreciate and it where can they find you on instagram I don't know oh. If you said that. oh i didn't instagram uh flight attendant joe um i don't really use twitter because i feel like it's the devil um <laughs> but and then facebook um i have um you can find flight attendant joe also follow confessions on the fly um, on Instagram and you can see my very exciting co-host and my spare tire <laughs> and yeah. And then you can follow confessions on a fly on Facebook too. So thank Perfect. you. Perfect. Well, thanks man. Uh, one thing, one other thing before you go, and I've said that like six times, but previously we have talked about possibly doing a giveaway for your book and I was just making yes. sure that you still wanted to do that. And oh, we'll go ahead and announce it right now that we'll do a giveaway for your book. So all the, all right, the crazy yes. followers will be excited. How many do we want to do? How oh, many? Books? That's up to you, uh, man. We could do two. I All like right. it. two books. Two um the the newest book, Flight Attendant Joe. Cool. Let's do so, it. Yeah, we have two of those. So yeah, let's give so those we'll give away. away. Two books. Stand mm-hmm. by for how we will give it away. We're gonna talk a little bit, figure out the logistics of it. But okay. two books of Flight Attendant Joe will be given away, and make sure you're on the lookout for that. Joe, like Science. I said before, signed, signed autograph. Oh, yeah, sign them. Yeah, man. Yeah, okay, what if you get? What if they want an ebook? You're gonna sign their iPad. Um, well, we'll do, we'll do paperbacks and ship it out to them because <laughs> I, I would, oh, I would say, oh my God, I want to sign an iPad so bad, but that's no, a, I don't think that's a smart idea. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not a good idea. Maybe the back. That's not a bad idea. Oh yeah. You could do yeah. that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, like I said, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. I look forward to having you on sometime in the future again, because I'm sure these stories are just going to keep on coming out. So oh, yes. <laughs> thank them. you so much. No I problem, appreciate man. it. Have a great day. You too. Thank you, Justin. Yep. And that is a wrap of episode number 37. Aviation, thank you guys so much for spending your time listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, please leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you thought. Let us know if it was great. Let us know if it was bad. Whatever it is, I want to continue to build on these podcasts and continue to create great content for you guys. You can email us at pilottopilothq at gmail.com. Head to our Instagram page at pilottopilot and check out our website, pilottopilothq.com. Aviation, hope you guys are having a great day and fly safe. Have a good one.